0: Awesome, guys. Didn't they do a great job? (laughs) Amen. Awesome. Good stuff. So, um, we've been uh, looking at just through the scriptures of uh, what does it look like to be into the game and in the game and not on the bench. And I don't know if you're. You know, a sports person or not, but um, you kind of get the concept, the idea that, man, God has for every one of us in this room a plan, a goal, a purpose to be in the game, not just to sit the bench, not just to, you know, be off on the sidelines and, you know, kind of being content with, you know, yeah, I'm on the team. Yeah, I made the team. But He has more. For you in in store. He wants you to engage in what He has for you. There's not a person in this room that He hasn't fearfully and wonderfully made, that He has breathed life into your lungs and has given you a purpose, and He carved out a plan for your life. And it is up to you and it is up to me to engage in that plan and to join God in what God wants to do in and through you and God I'm telling you God has something in mind for you specifically of what he wants to do in your life to make an impact that you can't and I can't do on my own and you're on your own and that's what God has and I hope that that is a a a reality in your life, I hope that there's something that comes to life inside of you. But there are some things, though, that God says, hey, this is what I want you to do. These are some things that I want you to participate in. You know, last week, if you are here with us, we talked about faith and what is faith. And faith is, you know, not only just believing in something, but it's You show, you demonstrate your faith by doing something. And we looked at specifically, you know, by loving people, loving your neighbor, as yourself and and what does that what does that look like and so faith is such a p- important part, an important element to getting into the game, not just talking about it, not just saying you have it, but demonstrating it by showing it and so that 's what where it all begins for us. I want to talk to you just for a few few minutes uh, this morning about another thing that I think is so important it 's one of those things that You know, it sort of gets lost, but yet it's so big. It's one of those things that you know isn't really talked about a lot, but how important it is and how important it is in scripture as we as we look at it. Did you know that this particular muscle, everybody has this particular muscle? As a matter of fact, this is a a culmination of different muscles that we every single person have has. And every single person, no matter how little or how young or how old or how weak or how strong every single person has an ability to either destroy, bring destruction with this muscle or bring delight with this muscle. Every single person, it doesn't matter how little or how small, I could bring up the smallest person in this room and stand them up against the biggest, strongest person in this room and both have an equal value or equal amount of strength to either destroy something or to bring joy to something. Each one has that and all of us have that. In a, in, inside of us. Now, um, let me tell you what that is. According to Proverbs eighteen twenty one, here's what that is. It says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. It doesn't matter how little or how weak you are, or how big or how strong you are. These in the tongue is death." and life are in the power of the tongue and any size any person can bring destruction with it any size or any person can bring life with it that's the that's the direction that the tongue can go in that's the direction that it that it, that, it, that it has the ability to do um As a matter of fact, there's an example. Winston Churchill, prime minister of Britain, he was always at odds with the first woman um, elected in parliament. And uh, Lady Astor, she married um, Waldo, Waldorf Astoria. She, she married him, if you maybe heard of the, that hotel in, in New York. But um, she and, and Winston Churchill were always at odds with each other. And one day, she went up to Winston Churchill, and uh, she said, Anne, if, Winston, if I was your wife, I would put poison in your drink. And Winston Churchill said back to her, if I was your husband, I would drink it. And that's the kind of you know power that the tongue has. It's just an ability to bring about hurt and destruction, and, and 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 really bring about you know a place where it destroys. I mean, I've seen it where the tongue you know destroys you know marriages. I've seen it where the tr- the, the, the tongue has destroyed families. I've seen it where the tongues have det- has destroyed friendships. I've I've seen it where the tongue has destroyed churches, and you know you can go on and on and on about what the, the tongue has the power to do. And you have that power. You have that power. And I'm telling you, when you use it, for, it, it to bring about destruction, that's a quick way to put yourself on the bench that's a quick way to get yourself out of the game of, of what God has for you and on the sidelines for a long time and it's the tongue that we all have that power to do it can bring delight to a marriage it can bring joy you know to a family it can bring you know peace and, 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 and you know excitement to friendships I mean it can do amazing things uh, in a church dynamic I mean I'm telling you the tongue has the power Power to either destroy or to give joy, to give life. That's what the tongue has the power to do. In James, James chapter three, and so sort of the you know what the book that we're going through in this in the series is the book of James. James is the brother of Jesus, and so James wasn't a Christ, James wasn't a follower of Jesus until after he saw Jesus alive. And James was like, I don't know if I can buy into this whole thing that my, my brother's proclaiming that he's the son of God and the savior of the world, that he's the Christ that, you know, the prophets were talking about and the law was pointing to. And he said, I don't know if I can wrap my, my, my eyes around, my hands around that. But I'm telling you, when he saw Jesus alive, it changed everything for James. It changed everything. And so James starts talking about what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus, his Lord and his Savior. And so he says, listen, here's an, another important element of being a part of you know, what God has for you. Here's an important element of what it means to be a part of that God's plan for your life and to realize you know, the agenda that God has in your life. And he says, one of the most important things is what you do with your tongue, what you do with your tongue. And so he says in James chapter number three, He says, now if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct them their entire body as well. Verse 5 says this, so also the tongue is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. James is saying, you know how when you put a bit in, inside of the horse and it's being able to steer the, the direction of a horse, the, even though the horse is so powerful, the horse can do so much damage, but when when the bit is in the horse's mouth, it's able to steer the direction of the horse. He says in the same way, that's how the tongue works. That the tongue is, gives direction. The tongue is what points us in, a, in, the, in the direction that God wants us to go and what God wants to do in your life. And so James is comparing these two things. I remember when I was a kid, I went horseback riding. I don't remember the whole you know, uh, reasons why we went horseback riding, but we went as a family to go horseback riding. And the, uh, I remember getting on the horse and I remember the, 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 the lady that was there, she was kind of walking us around with the horse. And, and she, for a few minutes, let me kinda go by myself. I don't know how I got to that place, but I got to a place where I was able to ride this horse you know, by myself. And after a while, I'm like, this is kinda lame. And I'm thinking, this is boring. And so I remember seeing television shows of what you kinda do to get the horse going. And so I'm like looking around and I'm not seeing the lady that was in charge of the horses, and I'm not sure what my, what my family was doing, but I know that I was far enough away from them not to get in too much trouble. And so I started kicking the horse on the side and going, yeah, 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 and started pulling on the reins. Well, that horse knew what to do at that point, and that thing took off on me. And I'm like trying to, I'm like, oh man, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I mean, this horse is moving on me and I'm, it's going wherever the horse is not wanting to go. As, but really it's kind of just going where I said it should go, you know? And I'm like kind of pulling at it and, and it's going one direction. But as I'm trying to pull at it to try to get it to stop, it's thinking, you want me to go this way? Okay, I'm going that way. And then I pull one direction. Oh, the horse is thinking, oh, you want me to go that way? Okay, I'm gonna go that way, no problem. And I'm telling you, I remember the lady, I'm like scared to death now I'm getting ready to fall off this horse and this lady is hauling tail to try to catch up to me I mean she's just running as fast as she can to try to catch up to the horse and saying things like whoa whoa like trying to get the horse to listen to her and I'm like going whoa whoa I'm like doing the same because this horse is now out of control and it was all based on my that little bit that I was controlling and steering this horse and it brought about man it was like out of control for me but this is how the tongue works. The tongue works in that way. Yeah, it has the ability to tame something that's so powerful and control something so powerful, yet when you start to let it get out of control, that's trouble. When you start to let it, you know, go its own direction or do whatever you think that, you know, would be more exciting to you or make you happier or whatever, bring joy in your life or fulfill some sort of, you know, desire that you have inside to, you know, to bring about talk about somebody or say something you know about somebody that you know that you know you shouldn't but yet you know they just irritate you to no end you know all these different reasons of why we use the tongue, but all it does all it's going to do is bring about a lot of destruction and it 's going to get out of control because it's as powerful as a horse it 's as powerful as a horse, and that 's what James is saying and James is saying hey don't let this you don't let this direct you towards destruction. Let this direct you towards joy. Let this direct you towards delight because that's also what the tongue can do. I remember my parents they got a um a speedboat for the first time. Our family had a had a boat, and uh, we took it out on our lake uh, where we, li- we lived and and uh I, again some of the, the details are, are a little foggy to me, but I remember I was out on the in the water and I was getting ready to ski. I mean, I was like, this is exciting. Our family has a speedboat. We're out on the water. I'm getting ready to ski. They start driving. They My dad picks up the, the speed of the boat. It lifts me up out of the water. I'm skiing around. And, you know, I could tell, you know, my dad was like, you know, trying to, you know, Go a little easy because he was just sort of like you know new to the whole thing as well, and and so we're kind of going around the lake, and all of a sudden as we're going around the lake, I can see the motor the the motor on the back of the boat start bobbing back and forth, and smoke is coming out of the motor, and all of a sudden the boat stops and I sink down into the water, and I'm going what in the world is happening right now like let's go. I want to ski right now. Like, let's get this thing going. And all of a sudden, you know, I get pulled in. And what my, what my dad didn't realize, my parents didn't realize, is that a certain part of the lake had, was a little shallower, a lot shallower, as a matter of fact. And they didn't realize how shallow it was to where you can't bring a boat, a speedboat into that area or you're going to hit ground. Well, they didn't know that. And so they're directing it to where it went too far close to land to where there was, it was too shallow and it, I remember it destroyed the boat for the rest of the summer. For the rest of the summer, we didn't have the boat or for most of the summer from what I can remember that we didn't have the boat. And the reason was is because it was steered, it was directed in a way, in an area that brought about Destruction. When it wasn't in that area, you know what it brought? Delight. Delight. When it wasn't brought into that area where, there was, where it was too shallow and unsafe for a boat to ride over, a speedboat to ride over, it was dangerous. It, was, it brought it destroyed the boat. This is what the tongue will do. It, de- it determines the direction that you take it in. It determines where you go with it. That's what the, the tongue will do. It will either bring destruction or it will bring delight. That's what it will do. And so here's what he describes it to look like. He says, James says this. He says, I want you to understand that it can bring about some destruction. So he goes on and says this in James 3 in verse 5. He says, see how great a forest fire is set aflame by such a small fire. He says and the tongue is a fire the very um the very uh, world of iniquity, the tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. He said, listen, this is, this is something that's gonna bring about you know, a, a direction in your life and what it could potentially do, it could set the course of your life, of our lives, and that when that sets the course of our lives, it would ultimately bring about a whole lot of destruction because that's what happens with fire. They bring about a whole lot of destruction. In 1871, there was the the great Chicago fires. You remember hearing about this? The great Chicago fires It destroyed, you know, man, hundreds of thousands of homes and 300 plus people died that day. Um, 17,000 plus buildings were destroyed in the Chicago fire. You know what they say started that? There was a barn called the O'Leary barn. The O'Leary family owned this barn. There was a lantern in the barn, according to what they say happened, that a cow in the barn kicked over the lantern and started the fire in the O'Leary barn. And it set fire to the rest of the city at that time. I mean, just a small little fire inside the barn that caught because a cow kicked over a lantern it set the fire of the whole city and it destroyed the whole city at that time that's what the tongue can do a little bit of flame a little bit of fire can set the tone and set the pace for a mass destruction in people's lives And it destroys families. It destroys relationships. It destroys homes. It destroys churches. I mean, it destroys careers. I mean, whatever it does, it will set the path of destruction if you direct it in that way. And it only takes a little bit of flame. Um, I bought my kids uh, um, a Lego set. And uh, this is just a little house Lego set that I bought my kids and... Um, my son, Nathan, come on up here, Nathan. Nathan um, built this uh, for me. And um, this is, um, how long did it take you, Nathan? It took Nathan an hour and a half. Now, his friends are probably going, I could have got it done quicker than that. I'm sure you are, right? <sighs> an hour and a half it took. I'm like, what's taking you so long, man? No, I'm just kidding. And so he built this in an hour and a half. He built this. It took took him a little bit of time. Sat down, opened the box, went through all the instructions. He built this up. It took him that long. This is a picture of your relationships. This is a picture of your family, your friends. This is a picture of your marriage, your kids. This is a picture of that. You, it takes time, doesn't it? It takes time to build those relationships. You. you it takes nurture. It takes planning. It takes, you know, you know b- just being able to some effort to put into building a healthy home, building healthy marriages, having healthy Kids and having good relationship with those kids. It takes time for that. How much time would it take Nathan to destroy this? Let's see. About two seconds. That was the best you could do. I thought you were going to like hammer it or something like that. You gonna, you're like, no, I'm just going to knock it off the table. Thank. Give Nathan a round of applause for that demonstration. that's how the tongue works it takes it took them an hour and a half to build that up it took them two seconds to destroy it it takes just one word to destroy it takes one thing or one statement to destroy anything that you spent years on Building up. That's how much destruction this thing can bring. But it doesn't have to bring destruction. It can bring delight. It can bring delight. It can bring encouragement. It can bring, you know, joy. And, and, and it, can, it can bring, you know, and, you know, just the ability to be able to be kind and, and share, a, a, you know, a help with somebody or, you know, just a, an inspiration in somebody's life. It has the ability to do that. It says and James goes on and says this he says he says with it we bless our lord and father and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of god now i hope that this is a little bit challenging or convicting to you especially if you're a christian because, man, in this setting, we're good at blessing the Lord and Father of what he's done for us, but, man, I wonder sometimes what happens before you walk into this room or what happens after you walk into this room, and it starts war, all-out war, right? It is, man, you are in a battle in the car on the way here. You walk in here. I love you, Jesus. You're amazing. You're incredible, and then you get back in your car and say i can't believe you did that i can't believe you said that i mean it's just this constant thing and james is going that's not how it should work he says you can't look at he says and i want you to see people here's what's going to help he says i want you to see people the relationships that you're in i want you to see them in the likeness of god because that's what we are we're made in the likeness of god And just when we bless God, we should bless others. He says, from the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. He says, my brethren, these things ought not to be this way. He says, man, if you want to be in the game, if you want to be a part of what God wants to do in your life and what you want to experience God in your life, he says, this shouldn't be the way about us. This ought not be the way that you live your life or lead your life or say. This not, shouldn't be a way where you, you know, are blessing at one time and then cursing at another time. You're, you know, you're saying things how incredible God is, but then the other time you're you know, telling somebody that, you know, that you know, there's what you don't like about them or what you have a problem with about them. Like, this is the, the problem that James is having. This is the problem that God is having. And he's saying, listen, I want you to understand that being in the game means that, that it is, should be just one thing. It should be a delight. And it can go in any direction, just like a horse with a bit, just like a boat with a rudder. It can go in any direction. You can steer the power of that thing in any direction that you want it to go. And you can either decide that you're going to steer it in the direction of destruction or you're going to steer it in the direction of delight. It's your choice and it's the power that every single person has in this room. It's your deci- decision to say, you know what? I'm either gonna stay on the bench and just continue to bring destruction to the team, to the unit, to the family, or I'm gonna be one that's engaged in a part of God's plan and part of God's purposes and on, in, on the field or on the core, just in the game. And my, my tongue is gonna be a delight to every single person I come across, you say, "How does that happen? That happens with the heart. You know what the direct connection between the tongue is? It's the connection between the heart and the tongue. Jesus said that. Jesus said, "Listen, you know what, what, how, what happens?" He says, "When what you say, what you say comes out." He, he said it this way. He says, "Do you not understand?" That everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated. And to which I say, gross, Jesus. This is what I call the number two principle. And so then he says, but the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And those defile the man. Do you know what the problem is with us? The problem is not the person that's standing in front of us that we have issue with. The problem is not something that they said or not something that they did or something that just rubbed you the wrong way that caused you to get angry and to lash out. That's not the problem. They're not the problem. You know what the problem is, according to Jesus? The heart. Your heart is the problem. The fact that you bring about cursing in somebody's life and you build and spend years and years and years building up a relationship but in a sh- one fell swoop you knock it all over and you destroy the whole thing. He says the problem is is with the heart. That's the problem. And so the issue is not with them. You know what the issue is is right here. The issue is not what they say, but you know what the issue is right here. The tongue and the heart are connected according to Jesus. And that's what brings destruction if you don't get this right. If you don't get this right. And you can continue to indulge in all the things that we indulge in, the gossip. You know, the things that we say about people or the way we think of you people and you know what way we want to anger, get angry with them and lash out at them. And you can continue to indulge in that. And all that is doing is you're harboring that in your heart. And eventually that's just going to come out of you. And that's what defiles. And that's what destroys. That's what sets fire like the Chicago fires did. It just starts with a little flame and it sets fire to the whole thing. So here's what, here's what the Bible says couple verses and we'll end here. He says this. Here's our prayer. I hope this is your prayer. Set a guard, he says in Psalm 141. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And then look what he says, verse four. Do not incline my heart to do any evil thing. Why would he say that? He would say, because when my heart is inclined to do evil things, that's what brings about, it What comes out of my mouth. It comes out of, off my tongue. When my heart is inclined to do evil things, to practice deeds of wickedness with with men and do iniquity and do not let me eat of their delicacies. Don't let me engage in that. Why? Because it's, it's what's hurting myself, it's hurting my heart, and eventually that comes out. And Paul says it this way. Paul says this in Ephesians 4. He says this, let no, this is, a, this is what it looks like to be on the field, ch- Christian. He says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Like no unwholesome word? Paul would say, none. Not one unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for Edification that the only thing that should come out of us, those that are in the game and not on the bench, the only thing that should come out of us is edification, to en- lift somebody up, to build somebody up, to encourage somebody, to make them feel better about themselves as they're battling with certain issues and certain struggles. That's what should come out. He says, he says when? Some of the times? No, all of the time. And let no unwholesome word come and proceed out of your mouth. But only such a word is good for edification according to the need of the moment. That every moment and every need is different. And edification should come out according to any moment and any need. So that it will give grace to those who hear. Even to the person that didn't deserve it? Yeah, even to that person. Even to the person that said something that you it rubbed you the wrong way or hurt your feelings, yeah, even to that person. Why? Because Jesus extended grace to us when we didn't deserve it. Jesus offered to us this unmerited favor that we shouldn't have had, but he gave it to us as a gift so that you and I can realize what it means to be forgiven and set free and have life eternal. He chose to bring delight and not destruction even though God could have God could have brought destruction because we deserved it but instead he said I'm giving you my son and I'm giving you grace so that you can have delight and you can have joy and that's the power that is found in that and that's the same way of how the tongue works it's your decision it's my decision to choose which direction you are going to steer it And the issue is not with them. You need to hear me. This is important. This issue is not with them. The issue is here. And so when you're pointing fingers, you better be standing in a mirror saying it's with me. It's with me. God, guard my mouth. Set a guard over my mouth. Set a guard over my tongue. Don't allow me to associate with anyone who's going to bring about destruction and encourage me to bring about destruction in my life. And I want to be a person, I hope you are too, that is just delightful. Delightful. It starts with here. When you get this, boy, you're in the game and you're going places and you're experiencing things that you never experienced before of what God wants to do. I went way too long like I knew I would. So, but it's shorter than normal. So let's pray, and I want to invite all of you downstairs. Please, please hang out with us downstairs. Have a meal, and let me talk a little bit more down there. Lord, thanks again for the opportunity. Thanks for the time. Thanks for each one. Pray you bless each one. I pray, Lord, that we're Guarding our mouth, guarding our tongue, being aware of the fact of how powerful this is and how what it could bring into our life—destruction, or it could bring delight. And Lord, we know that that's what you brought to us. You could have destroyed us, but instead you brought us joy and delight and peace. Thank you for that. I pray, Lord, that we're an extension of that in this in this world. I pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Hope to hope you come downstairs.